Welcome to Total Teen Health and Wellness, the podcast for parents of teenagers to learn more about how medical and mental health issues are affecting their teen children. This is Dr. Shauna Garza, and I'm an adolescent medicine physician, providing essential education and helpful guidance to parents of teens and young adults. This podcast encourages parents to empower their teen children to live healthy and balanced lives. Welcome back, everyone, to Total Teen Health and Wellness. It's Dr. Shauna Garza, your adolescent medicine physician and expert and host of the podcast. Today for episode 24, I'm going to do a shorter follow-up episode to my last release, which was on why diets are not a good idea for teenagers. Of course, in this first few weeks of the new year, there are a lot of talks about New Year's resolutions, exercise plans, weight loss, and teens are internalizing those values. So check out my last episode 23 to learn more about that for your teen. Today, I want to focus on what families can do to counter all of the other influences that teens are seeing and hearing in their day-to-day lives. Of course, in a teenager's life, their friends have a lot of influence, media has influence, and sometimes patients and teens are getting those ideas from those sources, but it's always important to know that parents can be a healthy source of guidance and information, especially when it comes to your teen's health and their nutrition. So in general, we have to be good role models when it comes to this. I do recommend to try to avoid talking about dieting and what we call diet talk. So it may be tempting that you want to make a change or have some goals for yourself around nutrition, fitness, or weight. And teens are seeing and hearing what we do. So if we emphasize restriction and cutting back or extreme types of diets or um, over-exercise, those are things that they will internalize. So any way we can avoid talking about dieting and diet talk and extreme fitness goals would be best for our teens. We also want to be role models in how to have a balanced diet. And so that means you really want to be eating as many meals together as a family as you can. I know it's very hard. I'm a mom myself with busy preteens who are involved with activities. And so many nights it is hard to figure out how to have a family dinner. But I would say start with a reasonable goal for your family. Maybe that means that two nights a week, everyone's at the table having a family dinner. That may be more. Hopefully it is more for your family. There's also a chance to get creative and having lunch on the weekends, breakfast together, snack time, any time that you all can eat together in role modeling for your children and teens what balanced nutrition looks like and really providing that to your family. Of course, that does not have to be home-cooked meals. I'm a working mom and know that that's hard to always manage. And so you do have to, again, get creative with how you provide that for your family or maybe getting them involved. That is an idea for teens to get more involved with food. I love the idea of a teen being responsible for a meal for the family. 
Of course, that could be something simple, but kitchen skills and cooking skills are very important life skills that do help patients live healthier as adults. And so working with them to plan a meal that they prepare for the family and even trying to do that on a regular basis, maybe a weekly basis, would be a wonderful goal for the family. I know it can be hard from all of the messages that we receive, but it is best to avoid labeling foods as good or bad and lumping foods into these categories. We have an expression in working with patients with eating disorders that all foods can fit and food is essentially fuel for the body. And so as much as you can avoid labeling foods as healthy or unhealthy, good or bad, actually can help patients see food in a more balanced way, meaning that all foods can provide some level of fuel to the body. And I like to talk with patients about not what they're going to, you know, take away from their diet to eat in a balanced way, but what they're going to add to their diet to eat in a more balanced way. I also don't recommend associating food choices with body size, even if that's in a joking way, because that can be very harmful and kind of add to this idea of body stigma. An example would be saying that if the teen were to eat this, they're going to get fat, or the reason that they're gaining weight is because they've been eating a certain thing, or that the shape of their body, their size of their body is related to what they've eaten. That creates shame around food. And we all know that there are many different types and shapes of bodies that are how we all look different. We all are born into a unique body that is something that we are designed to be in. And so much of that is related to our genetics and where we are in our growth. The same goes for exercise. We don't want to imply to our kids that they are exercising with the goal to lose weight or to make up for what they ate that day. That's a very unbalanced way of using exercise and being active. I talk to patients all the time about the role exercise has in a balanced life. And of course, exercise can be a very healthy outlet for stress. It can give them energy, it can help them sleep, it can be such a positive outlet that we want patients to look at as a form of self care, and not as a punishment for what they ate, or a punishment for the body that they have. I would recommend trying to avoid speaking about your own appearance or size in a negative way. And that's hard. It's hard as a mom and a parent to not comment or have these negative feelings. Um, But everything we say is heard and internalized. And that may be something that patients end up translating to their own body image and their own self image. It is important to focus on other forms of self care that the whole family can work on and set goals around and even do as a family that have nothing to do with weight. Those could be hobbies, they could be other fun physical activities, they could be music, um, other creative outlets that show that there are healthy ways to care for your body and to provide self-care that are not with food and exercise. 
And as far as how we talk to our children, we want to keep comments around their body really to a minimum and try to strive for what we call neutral comments that are more just observations, not where we are passing judgment on anyone's appearance. Remember that children can gain up to 50 pounds during the pre-puberty and puberty phases of growth. So from the time that girls, for example, are 11 years old until they're 14 years old, they may gain 20, 30, 40 pounds. And same for boys as they're growing and developing. This is all normal growth. And so commenting on how patients are growing or changing may really highlight their anxiety or feeling insecure in their own bodies. Another thing we like to point out in puberty is that growth is not always proportional. Of course, during that time of gain of weight that I just mentioned, patients are also growing in height, but that doesn't always happen at the exact same rate, and most of the time it doesn't. So some patients will gain weight before they gain height, and they may have a different size and shape body than they did before. And Conversely, some patients will get taller and gain height before they gain weight, and that also changes their body appearance. And so in as much as we can refrain from commenting on these changes, does help our children learn to better accept their body and understand that their body is just part of who they are, and it's a unique feature of themselves as people, but that obviously there's so much more to them than what they look like on the outside, really celebrating who they are on the inside. So again, these are hard conversations and we know that there are lots of different influences affecting us as parents and also our kids. And so if you want to learn more about how to model this for your children, there's lots of great books I can link in the footnotes. Also working with therapists and dietitians that focus on nutrition and eating disorders can be helpful as well if you're concerned at all about body image issues or that type of concern with your teen. I look forward to next time. Thanks for listening today. If this episode helped you better understand the health of your teen and you're ready to learn more, please subscribe to hear future episodes of this podcast. Consider sharing it with other parents of teenagers. And remember, parents can help their teens live healthy and balanced lives.